Got seven great guests stopping by today. Seven. You know, one of the major stories is next week, Wednesday night, is the second presidential debate, the GOBP, I should say, presidential debate. And once again, Donald Trump is not going to participate. Why should he? He's up by about 60 points. But more importantly, he's decided to do something that shows how much he cares about this country. He continues to put America first, whether it's a trip to East Palestine, Ohio, which this administration didn't do for way too long, or what he's doing next week, which is a trip to Detroit to meet with the United Auto Workers Union. And it's freaking the Democrats out because they know, they know that this is only going to make Trump look even shinier. They know it. So my next guest was the president of the Correction Officers Benevolent Association. He was a union leader himself, and for a very long time, over 20 years, between 1995 and 2016, he did a great job. I'm proud to call this guy a friend, too, Norman Seabrook. Norman, good Friday morning, buddy. How are you? Good Friday morning to you, too, and I wouldn't call you a friend. I'd call you my brother. <laughs> That's even my better. Brother. I like that. Thank you. My brother, Norman. So uh, when you uh, you were listening yesterday and I was talking, giving Trump all this credit for not only not debating, but what he's doing is uh, is really great and great for the American people, the blue-collar worker. And you said, yeah, and you said, and look, these people, this is your quote, these people are trying to destroy our unions what do you mean by that? Absolutely. I meant what I mean by that is that if you allow and, and, and first of all, let me just back up for a second. I think that what uh, former President Donald Trump is doing is a great thing. People may disagree with me, but you know what? Even when he says I'm not going to the debate, people say, well, he should go to debate. I learned a long time ago. Let them draw their own crowd. That there's no sense in him going there and then 20,000 people showing up and then everybody thinks it's them that brought them. No, he brought them. So put that aside and say, okay, he's going to support the United uh, Auto Workers and, and, and their fight for justice and their fight for equality. And I think that that's very important because we have now <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the governor of the state of New York, the mayor of the city of New York, and all of these individuals who are jockeying to say, you know what, let's just put a Band-Aid on the problem that uh, New York City is facing and, and give them work papers and let them go to work and let them do what it is that they have to do. I think that's bullshit because at the end of the day, the bottom line to it is they're destroying unions. You cannot do that. If you do that, you are going to cause a serious rift with unions because it's the union's job to clean the streets. It's the union's jobs to build the buildings. It's the union's jobs to repair the highways. It's the union's jobs. When you get scabs, and, and I call them scabs because that's what we've called them for years. When you get scabs to come in and try to do the job that we're trained to do as professionals for less money, these contractors are then going to go to them. They're going to put the blue-collar worker out of business. I understand not everybody is a union member, but there are union members in every single home in America. It's been that way for years. It will continue to be that way. But if we allow them to do that, we are going to be faced with a serious problem. Second part to that is that if the unions allow the governor and the mayor to do this without them fighting back, then there will be no 
precautions in place to say what they can do and what they can't do. And then you want to say all you want to do is allow the individuals that come from Venezuela to receive the papers so that they can get ahead of the line of those that have been on the line. That's ridiculous, Sydney. I mean, come on, man. Enough is enough. Stop trying to throw wool over our eyes and make us believe that you have this great plan when all you're doing is destroying the households of Americans around the country. I agree. And uh, and going back to the union discussion, you know, such a rich tradition. And, you know, going back to, of course, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Hoppe, when he was That's the right. president of the Teamsters between 57 and 71. I know the AFL-CIO was in the news this morning, obviously SAG-AFTRA, doing the news every day because of the writer's and the actors strike. Well, we know how important unions are to, um, you know, to the to the worker in this country and what they mean to them. So I, I just feel like uh, that's gotten lost somewhere, like you just mentioned, over the years, which makes this Donald Trump trip next week even bigger. Absolutely. No question about that. And I think that what's going to happen is that people are finally going to realize that irrespective of what you think personally, of this man, the bottom line to it is what's in your wallet. That's the bottom line. Union members have been able to have benefits, have been able to have medical, dental, optical, all of these things that have been negotiated for years. And that's going to be taken away silently and quietly because no one is looking at the bigger picture. It's time to think outside the box and say to yourself, okay, you want to do this? No, there must be some restrictions on what you can do and what you cannot do, where you can work and where you can't work. For example, you can't have Mr. J.C., Mr. John Castamatidis say, okay, uh, I want to build this building. Years ago, Mr. Castamatidis may have said, okay, no problem. You could build any buildings you want. But now that we have laws in place on unions and, and prevailing wages and everything else, he definitely says, okay, let me take a look at what this is and then do a contract like that. But when you don't have contracts, when you don't have prevailing wages, you're going to get people to come in and do it for $2, where a union member may have made eight dollars right. and it's going to be done less it's going to be they're not going to even put the effort into it they don't even know what the united states is all about <laughs> they're coming over here and it's all of a sudden let's yep. build this house this, yep. it just doesn't make any sense anymore and i don't think that the people have their fingers on the pulse that are making these decisions and for washington to come in and say okay we're going to yeah yeah we're going to give you the passes okay so you give them the passes and all of a sudden you have five thousand six thousand eight thousand people working doing the job that union members used to do what's next to say that the correction officer doesn't have to be an officer the police officer no. doesn't have to be, you know what, what, that, that could happen they've already moved towards that social worker nonsense and those types of folks so in the final 60 seconds norman great as always talking about correction officers there was a rumor going around that molina who's in charge of the department of corrections wanted to quit he had enough i'm out of here but the mayor wouldn't allow him to can you confirm and or deny those rumors? I cannot confirm or deny it, but I certainly don't think that a person that comes and brings a number two man in uh, to the Department of Correction is bringing him in just to give him a job. I think that that's a preparation for an exit. That's just my opinion. It could be, I could be wrong, and if I am wrong, 
God bless Mr. Molina. If I am, if I'm right, God, still God bless Mr. Molina. But at the end of the day, the bottom line to it is, is that we have to do and face the realities of what's going on in this city, and it's outrageous. It's just like with the uh, fentanyl problem. You know, I come up with an idea. I say, okay, from now on, I want to see a canine dog along with the inspector inspect these places that we're putting our children in because that dog is going to pick up a hit on drugs at the location. Nobody's doing it. I don't understand. What are we waiting for? Another mm. child to die? Yeah, good point. Listen, Norman, as always, you're right on the money, buddy. Great to open my body show with you. Thank you so much for stopping by and shedding some light on the union situation. We love you, pal. Have yourself a God great weekend. You. Thank you, Norman. And you, and you have yourself a great holiday coming you. up, you and all my brothers and sisters from Israel. Thank you. There he is, folks. Norman Seabrook, as he wraps up the first hour of today's program, a terrific hour at that. Thank you, Norman.